Tune in every Wednesday at approximately 6.35 p.m. for Leadership Unlearned with your host, Maxine Atong, as she invites you to suspend all that you believe and know about leadership. We challenge you to take this unlearning journey with us as we reframe leadership for our reality and to serve our vision as Caribbean people. For more information, follow Maxine Atong on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram at Maxine Atong or call 724-7642. Welcome to Leadership Unlearned. We invite you, the listener, to suspend all that you believe and know about leadership. We challenge you to take this unlearning journey with us as we reframe leadership for our reality to serve our vision as Caribbean people. I am your host, Maxine Atong. I partner with leaders bogged down by operational issues to create highly effective self-managing teams so that the leaders can deliver on their strategic intentions. I am a Gestalt trained certified professional facilitator, a PCC level executive coach and an organizational development consultant. I leverage my 20 years of organizational excellence to serve the needs of leaders and teams. Welcome to the program. I have in studio with me today a very special guest and just a reminder to our listeners out there that today is our call-in program and the number you can call in at is 6223937. So today in studio with me is Mr. Bernard Mitchell and I have had the pleasure of meeting Mr. Mitchell when he was the CIO at ETEC and even then the people he led, his team members, called him Sensi. Were you aware of that Bernard? No, I was not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and now you are. You indeed are sensi. And so I invited Mr. Mitchell on the program today because we've been talking about leaders and how they make an impact. So he's one of those people, I mean, with a title like sensi, I think that has made an impact throughout his career when he was at TSTT, working at TSTT as the COO, was it? When he was at ETEC as the CIO, and lastly at NP as the former CEO there, he left there in January this year, right? And the reason why I invited him, because in, in NP, I'm sure as we all know who've read the papers, is that we saw the evidence of, it, of its impact when over 400 employees actually signed a petition asking that he would stay on as the CEO, even though his contract was at an end. So Bernard, after that long introduction, welcome. Thank you very much, Max. Good afternoon or good evening to you and your listeners. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I'm, I'm really excited and a little nervous to talk to you. <laughs> so Bernard, what is your leadership intention when you take a job? What, what, are you in, what is your intention as a leader? Okay, so first of all, as you would have said, I've been in senior leadership positions in at least five corporate yeah. entities. And generally when I go into an organization, well, except for TSCT where I more or less grew up in the organization. I will do a sort of pulse check mm -hmm. on the culture of the organization, assess the strategic direction of the organization, and then try to determine how I would develop a culture that is aligned to the strategic direction of the organization. Right. So and that strategic direction <laughs> is to ensure that it has a sustainable value that is being created and is um, successful in the long term. Right, so it sounds like you do some data collection you analyze that data, and from that data, you sort of say, is it aligned to the strategic intention of the company? Right. And then you work your magic from there. And that's both quantitative and qualitative. Quantitative. 
Okay. Tell us a little bit about the qualitative, because I think most people know what quantitative means. So what are the things that you pulse, check for pulse on? Well, how employees feel about being in the organization, how they feel about their bosses, right? Um, how do they feel about the customer's view of the organization, what the public thinks about the organization, what are the things they would release from the organization if they had the power to do so, mm -hmm. what are the things they would retain in the organization if they had their way in the organization. So these are quick um, snapshots right. of you know, what is really happening within the organization because how the employees feel about the organization informs how they perform and how much they give to the organization. So that's fundamental in driving productivity. Mm. So it sounds like it reminds me of a stat that I read somewhere where they say, you know, business mastery is 25% technical skills and 75% soft skills. Absolutely. And I always speak about hard skills and soft skills. Mm -hmm. And sometimes your behavior is so much more important yeah. than your technical skills. And so what I'm wondering is how in terms, so after you go in and you make your assessment as a leader, what then do you, what is your how? Right. Oh. <laughs> the how. Okay. So <clears throat> first you have to define the culture that is desirable. Right. right. And generally you have fundamental things in there, like the quality of service, mm -hmm. right? Internal service um, reflects external service to your customers. You want to have a good sense of justice within the organization. Right. Because in too many organizations, people feel that they're being discriminated mm -hmm. against. There's prejudice, yeah, you know? Yeah. Uh, you would have things like the caring of the organization, right? Because as leaders in today's world, you have to be in love with justice and humanity and those mm -hmm. things. Because as the saying goes, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care, right? right? And that is fundamental. So customer service, collaboration within the organization, because all the different entities in an organization work interdependently. So the whole issue of collaboration is fundamental. You have things like uh, teamwork, um, customer service, the whole issue of continuous learning mm -hmm. is also fundamental. We are going into an age of artificial intelligence, digital transformation. So people have to be learning continually to, to be able to take the organization forward, right? The whole issue of professionalism, people being able to deliver on a consistent basis within the organization. And fundamentally, the whole issue of mutual respect, yeah. how we engage each other. So those are the things that I would put up there. And in many organizations, you have these things as your core values. Yes. And this is where the whole execution comes in. Mm -hmm. Because with the core values, and you see them in many organizations, but in a lot of cases, they don't define the behaviors that are exactly. associated with those yeah. values. <coughs> yeah. So my approach, basically, in any organization, we have the values, we have the behaviors that are associated. And then... My key role is to ensure that the leadership team reflects those behaviors. Oh, that's that's so important because yeah. I, I think most times as employees, I've, I've been on both sides, both as the employee and as a leader. I think a lot of times, one, the core values are not defined for us. Right. So you always use the example of share, right? So two families, both families share because we want our kids to share. But in first family, sharing is based on a needs basis i mm -hmm. go in the fridge i see a piece of chocolate i'm hungry i eat it mm. it's shared and the second family sharing is on a rules basis right. so i go in the fridge i open the fridge i see a piece of chocolate yeah. i have to ask around whose right. chocolate it is right. and then get permission yeah, protocols around it yes so definitely <laughs> right. when we come into an organization with yes. core values yes. we really have to define what behavior Abs we're talking about because, because everybody's coming from their own frame absolutely and what you find generally if those behaviors are not defined Everybody has their own idea of what those behaviors are supposed yes. to be, yeah, or the behaviors associated with those values. Yes. 
So in so in terms of, so it sounds like in terms of your leadership impact, that definition of core values and holding your leadership team accountable to it, it sounds like that's really part of the how of what you make yes. happen. And that's where the focus is where the soft skills are yes. concerned, right? But you also have the hard skills. Yes. Right? And what you find today is too many leaders are one dimensional where technical skills are concerned. Mm -hmm. Right? And certainly in my career, the only two areas I've never led in an organization are finance and legal. Mm. So if you come to speak to me about whether it's marketing, IT, human resources, I'm on the button. Right. And the ability of the leader to synthesize those different disciplines is so fundamental. Yeah. Because if you take your hard skills, the knowledge in those different areas, and you marry that with the tools that you use. Because in a lot of cases, if you are not aware of the tools that are used to drive organizational change, be it business process engineering, total quality management, mm -hmm. customer relationship management, project management, you have to understand those tools. And then you marry those three together. Yeah. Right? That's where you start to drive change within an organization. Yeah. And, and that's interesting. So it sounds like to have a leadership, to have an impact as a leader, your soft skills and your technical skills have to be spot on. And there needs to be some appreciation of how those things can be synthesized or these synergies can be created to push the organization towards its strategic intent. Synthesize and harness. But I, I want to make the point that an organization can, cannot aspire beyond the capability of its leadership team. Well, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> That's like fundamental, right? Yeah. yeah. How do you get so, an A, A or B student? Precisely. Yeah. So, if you're at the point where people are one-dimensional mm -hmm. and there's a lot of infighting to move things in the, through Within the organization, the organization. Yeah, it means you operated at four or five in the organization. But it, to the extent that you develop members of that team to be multi-dimensional yeah. technically yeah. and then marry that with the soft skills, you're soaring. Yeah, that, yeah. that would be yeah. absolutely yeah. fantastic. Yeah. We need to spread out word. Yeah. So I would just invite listeners, if you want to call in, if you want to contribute anything to the, to the conversation or ask any questions, you can call at any time at 622-3937. We will be taking calls. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so I want to go back and talk a little bit about the impact and, and what you have seen throughout your career as the evidence of your impact that you make on people. I mean, I'm, I'm inviting you to toot your own horn, yes. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't promote myself, really, <laughs> right? Um, well, certainly in the case of NP, you'd have seen the response from the employees. Yeah. What is more fundamental for me is the response from the customers. Yeah. That is the ultimate measure because your ability to retain and grow your base, you know, in any business, they tell you there are four fundamentals in terms of uh, driving a business and managing a business, mm -hmm. right? Your customers, your cash your return on investment of profitability, right? And then, of course, the the last dimension, which I, <laughs> I slipped me just now there, but the whole issue of how do you grow the business? Right. Right, because things are always changing. It's fundamental. And uh, certainly, a lot of my training and development took place within TSCT. Yes. Right, and the man I have to commend most for my exposure is a man called Sam Martin. Right. Yeah, so he has been the one who saw the potential in me. Yes. Elevated me and exposed me both from a training standpoint and an academ academic standpoint. Yeah. So it sounds like Mr. Martin made an impact on you. Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> yeah. And one of the things I, I noticed and I, I saw some, some literature that, that you sent out recently and there was this concept of legacy in it, you know, and, and I find that such a powerful word because 
I think as leaders, at least for me as an individual, what I really want to do with this program is, of course, leave, leave a legacy of knowledge, of different information, of a way that people could reframe the, what they've experienced. So what is your legacy when you look at your career as a leader? I want my legacy to be one of service. Yeah. I feel that that is my calling to serve because, and serve through leadership because leadership is a divine undertaking. Yes. Right? Uh, yeah. We are responsible for the lives of a whole lot of people. Yeah. A, lot of it don't, a lot of us don't recognize it. We don't realize the impact that we are having. Yeah. When I look at something like the failure of an organization mm. and what happens to the employees who go home to their families, friends, right who lose their house who lose their cars who lose yeah. families and so on Hello. we have to re realize we have a significant responsibility yes. so we have a call line call okay, again sure. good hi good evening hi good evening good evening maxi hi good evening hi i just put up this is a good friend of yours i i, I think we're still good friends <laughs> i hope so <laughs> I just wanted to say thanks for the contribution you made to NP, and not just to NP, but uh, the national development you work at CSTT, and the leadership role that you continue to, to play in the lives of, of, of so many. The, the response of the NP workers clearly demonstrates that you are more than just a boss, you are a leader, and you are able just to, to, to create you know, more leaders from amongst that group. So one hopes that, with that in mind, that NP can continue to grow. I just wanted to wish you all the best wherever that will lead you. And I'm sure, absolutely sure, our paths will cross. Thank, thank you so much. Truly appreciated. Very well, welcome, Bernard. Take care. Appreciated. Yeah, so that, that definitely is what you call impact, right? Out of so many things that Cola could have called and said, he didn't even call to ask a question just to make a statement. So thank you, Cola, for calling yeah. in today. I really, really appreciate it. And, I, and, and one of the things that I always think about, just to add to what you were saying in terms of when our organization closes, I also think that impacts definitely about how we treat people on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. because we spend over 40 hours each week in right. contact with these people who we work with mm -hmm. and how we treat them impacts yeah. the larger society and you know people complain about why does we have horrible drivers why customer mm -hmm. service is so terrible and what is the leadership like in the organizations we work with how do we feel when we go home each and every day from these organizations if we don't feel good we're not yeah. gonna be great yeah. citizens let me just make a couple of points um, <laughs> We have to appreciate that as leaders, we work through people. Yes. And certainly our remit is to maximize the productivity of our people. Yes. And the question is, how do we do that? Yeah. And I have a basic philosophy in any organization I go, irrespective of what I'm doing, if an employee appears at my door, everything else becomes secondary. Mm. Everything else becomes secondary. You get first priority. Unless I'm in a board meeting or dealing with a customer issue, that employee gets priority. Yeah. Right? Because part of our calling really to maximize that productivity is to ensure that that employee is trained, mm -hmm. they have the tools, they have a conducive environment, right? And they are properly incentivized and rewarded. Yes. But most importantly, that you communicate with them, that you engage them, right? You have to demonstrate to them that they're adding value to the business, mm -hmm. right? What is the contribution you're making? Where, what direction the business is going in, right? How do you need to evolve yourself? All that communication needs to take place, and that is what transpired at NP. 
Right. And I think in a lot of cases, the employees had never seen something like that before. Yeah. yeah so it was new to them. Yeah, yeah that's lovely. Yeah. And I, I just want to um, really celebrate exactly what you're talking about in terms mm. of how we engage employees on a daily basis. That, that's mm. really absolutely yeah. important. And, uh, you know, one of the things you mentioned before is that leadership is divine, mm -hmm. you know, and, and to have that responsibility and really take that on in terms of putting it on our shoulders as leaders and working with it every day, right. knowing that we have the ability to change this entire country mm -hmm. and this entire Caribbean region just through our leadership. Right. Yeah. And, and I think it's something that, that we don't think about very often. So I'll just invite callers to call again. You can call in. You can join the discussion. You can put your voice into the room. You can ask a question. The number to call is 622-3937. So I, I have to tell you that mm -hmm. over the years, I've developed my own model of leadership. Great. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> right, and so you're going to write about it? Uh, eventually. Eventually. <laughs> and it starts Good. with what people would know as the four rules of leadership. Right? Mm -hmm. Those are standard things, right? Divisioning. The part finding, right? Alignment of the organization, motivating people, mm -hmm. and then you have being an exemplar, which goes back to the whole issue of living your values and so on. The second part has to do with the leadership compass. Mm -hmm. And like I said, this model has been evolving over the past ten years. And true north in my leadership compass is self leadership. Absolutely. Right. Because yes. you can't make demands on people that you can't deliver on. Yes. So if I say that employee appraisals are supposed to be completed by the end of June, it can't be August and mine. And yours is not done. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Right. If we are supposed to finish board papers by a particular day, that day can't reach and yeah, and you're not completed. Yes. So self leadership. Then you have to acquire the ability to undertake team leadership. Mm -hmm. And then the East and West is humility. Yes. Because I'm working with people, I can't do everything, and I don't know everything. Yeah. Right? So I have to collaborate and work with others, both internally and externally. Mm -hmm. And then passion for the purpose. Yes. So she called level five leadership. Right. Right. People would zoom in and zero in on the passion and the desire you have for what you're doing. Yeah. And they would feed off of that. They get their energy from that. Yeah. Okay, so, so we have a call online. Okay, sure. Call. Hi, good evening. Hi. I heard Mr. Mitchell say that he believes that a leader should be multidisciplinary, technically. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to ask him what was his journey in getting that technical experience to be multidimensional along his career. Did he actually lead other departments? Did he get involved? Okay, great question. I'll let Mr. Mitchell answer. Right. Thanks a lot, Kola. So it's both technical training, right, from a professional standpoint, as well as experiential. So I studied engineering. I have a master's in electronics and instrumentation. And during the course of my career, I would have been exposed to, first of all, engineering economics. And engineering economics means that you look at not just the engineering dimension, but you're looking at the profitability of undertaking engineering activity. And tying back to that engineering activity is the marketing of the services you would get off of those um, technical infrastructure that you'll be deploying. In addition to that, at one point in time, I was in responsible for a, a transformation team. And it was a cross-functional team that had all the different facets of marketing, um, a little bit of finance, a little bit of HR and so on. So that's where I would have been, as you say, gotten my exposure to those areas. And then, of course, I did a general MBA in which I would have 
being exposed from a professional training standpoint to all the different disciplines that you would need in managing a business. So you've taken this thing very seriously, academically, as well as experientially. Absolutely. Perfect. Yeah. So one of the things I just wanted to go back on is that um, last our last yeah. session, our last recording, which was last week. Hold we on, thought, oh, we have another I call will. online. <laughs> Caller, good evening. Welcome. Hi, good afternoon. Bernard and Maxine. Hi. This is Lucian. Hi, Lucian. How are you doing? I am fine. Good. I have got a question for Bernard. Yes, yeah, sure. And before I say that, to ask the question, just want to say it's a great show and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Thank you so much. We appreciate the feedback. Yes. Um, Bernard, you would have spoke about culture and evaluating the culture of organizations that that you've led as one of the first things that you, you, you do or one of the steps. Could you um, elaborate a bit on, on and itemize how you evaluated culture? Because in my experience, culture is such an intangible thing and it's an area that that is challenging to change because of how intangible it is. Okay, thanks a lot, Lucian. So I'll let Bernard answer that. Yes, for most leaders, culture is an abstract beast, as they say. <laughs> right? it's, it's and it's hard to wrestle to the ground. Yeah, But the process I would use basically is one, do an employee engagement survey and ask for feedback from employees and segment that survey along the different strata of employees. So you have the guys who are on the shop floor, you have the people who are in the offices, you have the middle managers and supervisors, and then you have the senior leadership team. And look at the comments coming out from a different level, right? If the employees start saying, they don't care about we, <laughs> right? They're doing their own thing. Yeah, they're planning to send me home just now. Right? Those are some of the things you have to zero in on. So it would give you an insight into the extent to which the organization communicates with its employees, the extent to which there's a reality check in terms of what is happening, the extent to which employees are aware of the strategic direction of the organization. Those are some of the things that tune you into the culture of the organization. What is regarded as healthy within the organization? If you have an organization where it doesn't matter how well you perform. You know the boss, blue-eyed boy, is going to get the job. Big hint, right? Um, one of the things I try to, to do, and this is just digressing a little bit, is to discard all the isms in the yeah. organization. Right? The favoritism, the cronyism, right? the nepotism. Because those things are real in organizations, and you have to be able to tap into some of those things. Yeah? So... Walking around, right, listening to employees, you get a sense of what is the real culture of an organization. Yeah, and I want to add to that, believing what you heard mm. 
because a lot of times when engagement survey is done and leaders look at it and say no nah, that's not true yeah, precisely <laughs> yeah precisely. so before we wrap up we have about about seven more minutes i just wanted to touch on on some of the things you spoke about and it was very much aligned to what our last session was last week wednesday which is about um how to make an impact as a leader so the three tips i shared were about one self-awareness really knowing yourself and being able to check in with yourself to see where you are which you were talking about in terms of your north model you know, and I, and I just want to say, I remember you speaking to me about that North model many years ago. <laughs> so it's nice that you guys is even fleshed out some more. Yeah. The question you yeah. asked me was, where is your North? Right. Yeah. So I'll align that to self. I'll align that to self awareness yeah. and, as you say, self leadership. Mm. Um, definitely holding the space for people. So when they, as you said, you know, when when the employees come to you, you stop whatever you're doing because an employee is in front of you. So definitely being able to hold a space to say what's going on, what's happening here. And the third one that I shared last week was about being in the here and now, yeah. where it doesn't matter about what is past, what people said, but what is in front of you and dealing with that as a leader in terms of your obligations. So I've shared those three tips and it's, it's great to see how you are like. Talk, Go talk ahead. about that last mm -hmm. one because I remember clearly when I enjoyed <coughs> NP. Uh, it's a unionized environment. Yes. The employees hadn't had a salary increase for eight years. Wow. Yeah. What a union. And, That's interesting. And yeah. And <laughs> At the point in time that I came in, the 68 workers who were fired before had just come back into the organization. Right. So there was a healthy amount of bitterness yes. in the organization. Not just from those 68, but from other employees who, you know, were in sympathy with them. And I came in and the first thing they said, this is a hatchet man. <laughs> he come here to lick me up. Right? <laughs> and then the other point of view was, who is this scrawny fella? He, he can't even look like he can help himself. He come in here to help us? Yeah. So that's the the sort of context yes. in which i entered the organization but it's so important to be laser focused yes on what is important right yeah and engaging and talking right because you have to be able to deliver in the boardroom and deliver on the shop floor mm -hmm. right and you have to be engaging on a consistent yes. basis yeah. yeah irrespective of what the the what's yeah, going on in the system yeah, yeah. yeah. and I, I think that's and that's for me is so important in terms of building anything mm -hmm. is that we have to be present and it's really difficult to be mm -hmm. present right because i mean it's really fun sometimes to be absent yeah. <laughs> you know to get lost you in all of the yeah. distractions yeah. even the most innocuous thing you see as a leader could be taken out of context and Absolutely. derail your yeah. program yeah. Yeah, and, that's, and that for me is very much about what I talk about in terms of self-awareness because we have to be strategic mm -hmm. about what we say yes. and more importantly, what we do. Yeah. And we have to make sure that whatever words we want to describe ourselves, whether it's fair, whether it's just, you spoke about being, about being just in an organization, right. that our words reflect that. Right. So you know, it's, it's not just something that you do off the cuff. It, you have to think about it. Absolutely. We have to think about what we're doing yeah. Yeah. and being strategic is not a bad thing. Right. Every moment is a defining moment. Yes. As a leader, right? Yes. Um, one of the things I want to share, though, is that leaders are constant targets for manipulators yeah. and manipulation. I agree. Yeah, you have to get five sides of in the past. You said three sides. <laughs> get five sides of every story <laughs> before you come to your conclusion or you make a decision. Right. Yeah, true. Because people will set you up. And the yeah. people who are closest to you are the ones who will say Yeah, well, they, they have the ability too because yeah. they have your air, right? Precisely. And they have your trust. Yeah. So yeah. it calls, for, and, and that's where yeah. it calls for us to go beyond ourselves and beyond yeah. our ego. Mm -hmm. Because when we allow people to stroke our ego, is then yeah. it becomes easier for us dangerous. to be manipulated. It becomes yeah. dangerous. It becomes and dangerous. And that whole issue of trust. Yeah. We have to look at it on two levels. 
trusting in people's loyalty yeah as against trusting in their ability yes don't get carried away with the loyalty, the loyalty. <laughs> yeah well that 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 is and that is where we'll end today so i really just want to um, thank our listeners and to call out to thank our three callers one who clearly knew mr mitchell from mm -hmm. np um lucian and another caller who didn't quite identify herself so i had fun on this today's program thanks yeah. a lot mr mitchell You're for joining welcome. me today and i would say to the our callers out there we i'm gonna post this up on my linkedin and facebook and ig as well it's on facebook if you would if you joined us on the watch um so you can follow me on linkedin instagram or facebook you can send me a message on any of those at maxine atong you can call me at 724-7642 if you have been enjoying these programs then look out for our fourth edition of the gestalt leadership conference it's on an april 30th 2020 at the trinidad hilton my intention with this program is to fuel your leadership spark so that together we can bring real change to the systems that we live in Thanks again for listening to Leadership Unlearned. And thanks a lot for joining me. Any any last words? We have two minutes. <laughs> well, Sydney, it was my pleasure to be here. Yes. Like I said, my purpose is to serve. Yes. And to the extent that your listeners want to engage me, right, I'm available. Good. <laughs> right? I, I share freely. Good. Yeah. I'm so happy. So thanks yeah. a lot, Bernard. You're most welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Tune in every Wednesday at approximately 6.35pm for Leadership Unlearned with your host Maxine Atong as she invites you to suspend all that you believe and know about leadership. We challenge you to take this unlearning journey with us as we reframe leadership for our reality and to serve our vision as Caribbean people. For more information, follow Maxine Atong on Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram. Instagram at Maxine Atong or call 724-7642.